0: Welcome, reanimated fans, to this week's episode of Reanimated. <laughs> I am AJ Conrad here with my intrepid co-host Stuart Tiffin. Hello, Stuart.
1: Hi. Hey, hi.
0: And as you may have guessed, uh, we the energy levels are I don't know co- turkey coma-ish sort of post Thanksgiving feasting. I don't know all that all that good stuff. It was great. We feasted. Um, But now we're back to talk about some of the final episodes of the last season of The Walking Dead, the OG. Um, We're going to do a double episode or at least talk about two of the two of the episodes today. So maybe a little bit longer. um, But these are episodes uh, 22 and um, 23 of the season. So Faith and Family. And I think a lot to talk about here. But before we get into that. Do you want to get into a couple of news items that we found? Um, One of which I, I, you know, I'm excited about it, I guess. I just, I don't know why you would remake it, but there, they are, there is a French. Is it somehow associated with the filmmaker, Stuart? It wasn't clear to me.
1: I don't know Um, that it is. I think it's um, just. uh...
0: But this is, uh, everybody probably remembers how much we really loved um, One Cut of the Dead, um, which, you know, was. Sort of, I don't want to say surprising how much we liked it, um, because I don't think that that's. But there was
1: so much unexpected about it. There was a
0: lot of cool, unexpected things in it, and it was just a fun. It was just a fun little project, Um, but apparently they are doing. There is a French remake of One Cut of the Dead um, that has started filming. Um, So that is. I guess they liked uh liked it too, um, but they're they're gonna come out with it. um, I had actually heard that they were um there was some kind of project in mind, not necessarily a like repeat but some kind of American project, but then I have not seen anything else about it um and the, so the, I mean,
1: I guess they're trying to find this audience who hasn't seen one cut of the dead, but there's it's not a film that would benefit from a lot of rewatching. I guess it is the original because you can go back and look at how they were uh how they were yeah. doing the first part but a, a remake just feels like a really short-sighted sort of concept
0: yeah and so i don't i'm not i'm not totally clear about why they're doing it but they are um and it's going to be called final cut um and right. so they oh is that what it's be? Go?
1: yeah it's coupe is all i see on the uh on the french poster
0: yeah which I assume just means cut. Um, cut. Um, so I guess we'll see how this goes and see what they do with it, though. Honestly, I don't know that you could really improve on the on the the Japanese version of this. Right. So, and um, th-
1: clearly what all they're trying to do is get uh, whatever audience didn't see one cut of the dead, which I assume is actually pretty big because it had right. barriers to entry uh, being a foreign yeah. film. You know, the right. titles
0: so good. though. It was so good. Well done. Still one of my favorites, so. You know, but anyway, we'll report on this as, as it is, as we learn more. Um, and then you sent me this video game trailer of Callisto protocol. And I've got to say, it looks, it looks so good. I like, it's well, so insane.
1: All right. All the grains of salt here, AJ. What you watched was the, uh, live action trailer I starring know. Josh Dumel of, uh, <laughs> himself. Uh, which shows zero gameplay. Uh, so you it really. Does,
0: but it reminds me. You know what it reminds me of is the loss. What was it? Uh, what what was the trailer that we were like all excited about? Um, and this wasn't even that because this is like live action. Um, but I mean, they make it look very. I mean, it's definitely got an aliens vibe to it, right? It's got, it's got a
1: lot of vibes that I kind of like this, like crash spaceship. Then the survivor is looking around and he's like, this doesn't look like a crash site. This looks like something else. Right. Uh, and, and that's what I kind of liked about it. So it's got some weird, like Pandorum vibes. Remember that? Do you see that film? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pandorum was such a good film. Like it gets like, I, I look back in my head and I think that film was underrated, uh, So yeah, it has, it has those kinds of feels, um, dead space. I don't know. I didn't really play much of that, but there's definitely zombies in it. And there's also other things and, um, but who knows what the actual feel will be when you're in the game, as opposed to this uh, set and CG area where, where Josh Duell was running around and talking about his, his feelings.
0: Yes. Um, but you know, We'll see. I I have I raise a skeptical eyebrow when they do things like this because it usually means that there's just not a lot of heft behind it. But we shall see. Yeah,
1: it's the uh, it's the fancy packaging on a on a bad right. Chianti. Uh, maybe or maybe it's just the icing on the cake. But this comes out for uh, next generation consoles next week, I believe, in December.
0: All right. Um. Uh. Next up. Um. There is a, well, this came out, I know this came out November 10th, but there's been a couple of follow-up articles um, that this particular one was out of Newsweek. And I mean, this is something I think we've been hearing about. I think there was a couple of stories about this last year, but um, as as most people know, permafrost is unfrosting and as it's unfrosting, um, I, i.e. melting, um, there are some very like old viruses that are, that are starting to sort of come to light, which is disturbing to say the least, because, you know, and they do think that this may be the cause for the anthrax outbreak that happened in Siberia. Um, they killed off like a bunch of uh, antelope and other stuff. Um, and and so, you know, I, I I put this out there not to freak anybody out, but it's like, I hope that we don't see more of this story. Honestly, I hope it stays where it is, because I don't know that we want to see more viruses. Um, I don't know. Was it was it the show Helix that that was sort of the basis? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, they were
1: definitely doing stuff in the Arctic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's what that it gave me kind of helix vibes and I and I wasn't excited to have those vibes reading a real life story. No. Nope. Um, but anyway, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah,
1: the less the less said about it the better. No news is good news on that front. Please stop uh, reviving 50,000 year old viruses. Thank you. Right.
0: Um so, so, so on that happy note, we shall jump into <laughs> jump into our uh, sort of review recap of Faith, um, and that's the episode twenty two. Um, and this is, you know, I, again, I have managed to avoid a lot of things. There's been a lot of um, like ads and hype and everything leading up to the end of this, so I have managed to escape and not see spoilers, um, though it's been kind of difficult. So um but as we we sort of like get to the end of this season there's a lot to fit in and a lot going on um
1: this episode is crazy with how much is going on
0: this has and i was going to say this one is no exception it is action-packed um and we also brought back there's a couple of characters who we haven't seen in a really long time that make an appearance in this episode and so we've got um a few different groups in this so we've got the um there's i
1: think four different groups yeah, in this yeah so and that's a got... lot of stories that's four yep. plots they're basically marching in, uh, along together and that's that's almost i was kind of getting whiplash in this episode with all the cuts back and forth between the aaron jerry troop yep the uh the the trial the uh the free alexandrians who were out in the bush like uh yep. carol and gabriel and them
0: and then the work camp
1: and the work camp like there's just there's so much going yeah it was a ton. so uh but yeah um it begins with the work camp
0: uh yeah and and we have a bit of a voiceover too yes Um, there's the
1: montage yeah and I've I'm I maybe it was supposed to be Judith the whole time I could I could have sworn there were different kids talking in those montages uh but we'll talk about Judith in the next episode but yeah so it's like we live facing death every day and my dad wanted Hope right. to prevail over wrath. She's kind of uh reinvoking the the end of the savior war. Yeah. Uh,
0: and and there's a lot post. of Negan in this, and there's a lot of things about that theme in this. Um oh. and uh, you know, the work camp is kind of what we expected, um, though they are they seem to be able to talk a little bit more freely than they have been. So we have um, you know, some plotting going on with our With our little team in here, um, they're doing a lot of they're just like clearing tracks and doing things. I mean, that was one thing that wasn't entirely clear to me about what they were supposed to be doing. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Other, you know, maybe this is the point. Maybe they're just trying to break their spirits. But this seems like a lot of manpower to be putting out there. Like, are they trying to get this community ready for other people to live there? It's it's really I don't know. Were you puzzled by this, too? It seemed like they were didn't
1: spend a lot of time trying to ponder it. But I assume that they're just trying to clear those train tracks to connect up their outposts
0: maybe but it just felt like a lot of labor and other st- sort of weird busy work they were doing and so that felt a little odd to me but in any case we see what you would expect to see here which is you know our our the the themes that you know Ezekiel and Negan have been kind of talking out loud about which is you know again the idea that Negan even though he is semi-reformed that other people don't forget and all this and this comes back full full circle in the next episode too um
1: yeah one of the things that they introduced at the beginning of this episode is princess like one of her first lines is she looks over she sees this guy and she's like that's tyler davis i'm like uh wait hold on who is this is one of the things about this episode this season 22 episodes in I clearly have no idea what happened anymore at the beginning of this season. Well, <laughs> like,
0: to, to refresh, I mean, I
1: do. I figured it out eventually because uh, you know the, yeah. uh, this episode and the next one they kind of fig- they talk about it, but this guy does not look familiar to me at all. Uh, I know huh. he was at the cocktail party, and I know he's he him and Princess had a dust up in a rail car when they first got to Commonwealth, yep. Yep. but that yeah, it's kind of a deep cut.
0: It is a deep cut, but I guess. They have to have it be more than just the people that we know. It has to be more than just our little, little troop of bandits. Um, They have to have buy-in from other people to be able to pull this off. Um, So I, I didn't think that that was a bad thing. I did think that that was a deep cut and I think that it would have been just as effective to say, have them ally with somebody else. But I guess in this case, they know a little bit about what he's about and why he ended up in that situation. So maybe that gives you some, yeah, a little bit more context about what's happening here and what drove him to that. So fine. Um I think it but, might have been a little
1: more effective to have someone in parallel with them develop right. this like uh counterculture within Which the common. is kind of what
0: I was thinking, like, you know, somebody that had been there a little longer and could kind of act as this, um, okay, this is what's going on. This is how it is but they did not choose to do that so we have to work with what we got um and you know they're they're doing the normal things they're doing reconnaissance they're seeing how many guards there are they're like you know um not um not sort of um like they're not giving up they're they're basically trying to figure out somehow a way to rally people and figure out a way out um, not understanding or not knowing. I mean, I'm sure they're, they, I'm sure they they hope that other people are outside going to try to get them out, but they have to sort of rely on themselves um, and and just kind of discovering different information about what the guards are. And, you know, they do a good job at um, there's one job, in, uh, jo- the pardon me, there's one guard in particular who shows, and we saw this with the the other guard that, died um like in the last episode but um yeah because they're, they're not
1: they're not just like monolithic evil right. guards they have families and stuff and they, do, they do they do develop troopers. 197 not, pretty well later yeah
0: on. they're not just stormtroopers they actually do have there's a reason why they're doing this They're and a lot of them have you know families out there and we saw we saw this also obviously with the uh, train conductor the engineer that died or off himself um rather than then you know put his family at risk um so i thought it
1: was uh kind of weird in this episode how uh, after making a huge deal about annie's going to be taken off in another truck and oh, where's she going to go she's she's just like 20 feet away from negan working on the rail line too and it's that was just a weird like why did they even have to what was the story reason other than to get him beat up by the guards a few more times because he probably would have kept his head down if if they hadn't been split up but, right. like, what would, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they would then just have her out there and they know she's pregnant, it turns out, and she's doing manual labor. It's just, these guys have gone from zero to 60 in terms of being right. evil, uh, right. too.
0: and, and again, it doesn't make sense from, like, a human capital point of view and even a motivational point of view. Like, this doesn't, as I said, like, the things that they are doing don't seem to be incredibly helpful or whatever they're trying to accomplish, so that feels weird, um, but... You know, um, this is the little group we have, and I guess they're they're working in Alexandria, and you do have you have very good interactions between Negan and other people, but especially again with Ezekiel, and a little bit of a repeat, but same theme of the conversations they have, which is like Ezekiel is again saying he does not forget the things that Negan has done, and even says you don't even remember, and then brings up um. Henry's brother and the fact that Negan had him killed and and you know and they do enough to to give you a little bit of a taste that maybe Negan's going to betray them again um and they and they definitely try to like lead you down that bread with those breadcrumbs right like even to the end of this you think maybe Negan's going to betray them but that's what it happens Well how many
1: times I mean I guess it's the end of the show so they can't keep right. uh, run, raising that flag but
0: right there's enough um, bad
1: blood still between people and Negan that it, it still works
0: Yeah, Um, and it does work. And it's and there is, you know, when people are in these kinds of situations, like what people will do for survival. And, you know, honestly, I think that this was just a really great, um, you know, example that Negan has changed, but that he also is fully, he understands that this doesn't, just because he is now in this position and has evolved to some degree, he understands that that does not make up for the things he has done um and that you know and and there's like some really great moments but the moments between him and Ezekiel are still very strong um and also honestly the moments between him and the warden and the warden is like just you know again, the warden
1: is like a Negan light he, he doesn't yeah. know who he's talking to Nope. Uh, but also you know he has all the leverage so Negan there's not much he can do um right. but before we get to uh Negan and the warden, uh, we also get introduced. Well, we're back out in the woods with Jerry and uh, and Aaron. This is part of this whiplash because this happens a lot. This like all yeah. this j- jumping around, but and Elijah and Lydia, and yeah, they're just they're, with their wagon and yeah. they're killing walkers and they're yelling at Lydia because what if that walker had been one of the climbers? Is what they're yeah. calling the fast one or the climby ones, which is kind mm-hmm. of really their main attribute at this point. Sure. They love climbing. Uh, very much in the next episode (laughs) it's like oh we should climb things uh and and then out of the woods come Jules and and Luke who we haven't seen in well Jules I don't know that we ever saw like she might have had two seconds of screen time in the past never had any lines but
0: not not really a lot so
1: but Luke uh that actor disappeared I don't know it was early season 10 which feels like eight seasons ago because of how long this season has been
0: yeah, he went off to Oceanside because he had a love interest there, and that's how like, they got him off.
1: In the know. middle of, this, of the Whisperer War, I feel like? Or... Yeah,
0: something like that. And it was like, okay. Because, but now he's back, and there he is. So I have some pretty big feels about what's going to happen to him. Um just it seems like odd that they brought him back at this moment um but basically confirms that Oceanside has also been taken over much like Alexandria has and I I don't know why they all seem so surprised that the Commonwealth lied to them It seems so weird to me but
1: yeah I mean we have to remember that uh Aaron and Jerry and them are kind of in a time capsule because they left before things got real bad but yeah they're probably they were always a little bit sus about the about the, the commonwealth anyway so they're probably not super surprised and aaron is under the impression that everybody got out which is also like a little bit oh well actually you might want to you might want to double check that yeah uh and and yeah. uh yeah luke and jules are like yeah they're hunting us and they want to kill us i'm like why would the commonwealth be hunted whatever uh so they're like okay yeah we gotta we gotta get out of here which means they have to abandon their wagon full of supplies which i guess is fine because what what good is that going to do on the run? And there's no Oceanside to deliver it to. Right, and they could just right. maybe cash it and come back and find it later. Yep. Uh, so we then jump back to into the Commonwealth for the uh, kangaroo court and right. the, the courtroom drama say, of The Walking Dead.
0: I have to tell you, I was very relieved that they they kind of kept this particular piece short and sweet. I was worried it was going to take over way too much. Uh, real estate, basically, in these last episodes. It, yeah. but it they wound up different. just
1: being two short scenes, right?
0: Right. Um, and, you know, it's it's what you would expect, which is that, you know, it's very much the Eugene thing. And it's, it's uh, you know, Milton acting as if her son wasn't a wanker. And what, oh, what the- I
1: didn't expect was that they allowed the public to be in the courtroom. Right. And that the judge was so clearly uh, biased. Like uh, you know, I've seen enough Law and Order to know that when uh, a witness is saying he killed him, yeah, that's that's prejudicial or whatever. You like you ha- you you can you can object to that. And then when Yumiko does, uh, she's like, no. <laughs> she's like, okay, this is. A- if anybody else here has ever seen Law and Order, which did predate the Walking Dead uh, universe, so they should. Some of them at least should know what's right. going on. Uh, well, this
0: is a walking dead court, so I'm not totally surprised to see this. Um, yeah. I was surprised that they let Yumiko actually say the things that she was saying, and they kept they did keep trying to shut her up, but she got out the, the important parts. Um, I do think that there was definitely a... Uh, there there are very specific things, you know, that that Pamela Milton is trying to say, which is, oh, that wasn't my son on the tape. And, oh, it was yeah. Eugene that did it, like very much trying to to discredit Eugene and act as if this. But but it's not exactly working. So that's good, too. Um, yeah, it was good
1: to see the reaction shots from the extras. I thought that like they had they, they shot it like they zoomed in on some people's faces going what? uh which was actually quite a relief. It's a little bit of this. um you know, Angela Kang talks about it at the end of the episode, too. She's they're trying to say, oh, you know, Milton thinks that she can say anything and they'll just take her word for it. Right. Strong, uh, you know, parallels to present day American politics.
0: Yeah, it was very <laughs> heavy handed and obviously that that's what they were going for. Yep.
1: And the fact that the people were were calling the politicians out on their BS was also a little bit unrealistic.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I did like the, the part where, you know, Yumiko does try to get Um, uh, Mercer to to testify against Milton, and it's like, okay, do you see how this court is running? And I I did like how they kind of play this, which he's like, whether I do that or not, that's not going to help. Um, and maybe it would have helped a little bit with the public, yeah. But but certainly they they know where the this is going. Like it's very clear where the verse is going. So, um, I was kind of like. I was suspicious, not suspicious, but I was like, oh, I have a feeling. I know what they're going to do here, which they did, which was I mean, good. Think,
1: um, think about how his storyline goes in these next two episodes.
0: Right. He's
1: he ends up arrested and having made zero public impact. If he had spoken up at the court at the Maybe trial, it would, have. Maybe it, would, it would have. I think it would have had a more of an impact and it would have. Uh, created more chaos inside the Commonwealth before the uh, military emergency happens so later it on. It
0: may have. It's just that she's got so much power with the military that I think he thought, you know, if I'm still in control of this, I can actually help people out. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of thought he was going to sort of take out her spy, which is, you know, that, that might've helped a little bit, but um, you know, it also maybe doesn't anybody, help that she
1: has like a private military corps. Right. Right, that we um, see in the next episode too. Right. I I don't know. I think I think it would have been helpful for him to speak up at the at the trial because that well, would have been a, just, a chance for him to get on a uh, on a soapbox and, and I think persuade she would a lot of people.
0: Um, I think she would have silenced him really quickly if yeah, that had happened. So
1: certainly could have. Uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, it would right. have just been more effective than whatever he did later on, which wasn't much. I would say, right? right. Yeah, it was it was worth a try for Yumiko to go to him, uh, because and it's. You know, it's messed up that he's like, yeah, I know they took Princess away to a work camp and we'll probably I'll never see her again. And but, uh, you know, Angela Kang makes it sound like he's already working on a plan that he's just not telling Yumiko about. But uh, as that, quote unquote, plan unfolds,
0: it doesn't seem like much of a plan. (laughs) No, he's like
1: he's recruited one dude. Right, <laughs> and, and that you, guy
0: doesn't really have much of an effect, so that's not he, good. He's
1: okay, I, but he Fine. feel it feels like he's also under arrest by the end. Uh, right, Rose, nice guy, but uh, an army of one is not enough for Mercer to right. uh, to break this thing up.
0: Right, and then we also have our group of, um, you know, Carol, Daryl, uh, Negan, not Negan, sorry, Maggie, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, doing their plot to get into Alexandria and as expected, Connie, you know, and as expected, they use the sewers.
1: But that, Wasn't uh, that annoying in a way? Like Daryl's like, wait, we could use the sewers. I'm like, of, cor- of we, course, we, course, that, that was the first the thing we thought of when we- <laughs> Right, right, right.
0: So I was, I was actually laughing, but also laughing What, what he signs to Connie, which is like the stink pipe or something <laughs> like stupid, <laughs> the poop pipe or something is how he, what he signs to her. Um, and so, you know, they have this whole plan to get down in there and and um you know it's uh they're they're sort of skulking around in there. And then um but we in the meantime we also have the the Negan um tension with warden come to a head. It was again surprising to me how much they actually let him see Annie. Um they they, you know, have a moment where they see each other and and you know with negan it's to me it was surprising to me that the warden didn't use her more as leverage right Um,
1: that was him using her right he was he was uh rewarding or or showing Negan that he could have time with her if he was a collaborator
0: but even so it was what was
1: really odd about that first scene that scene of him and um the warden in his office. This was also after a scene with Zeke and Negan and Tyler Davis in the cafeteria where they're trying to recruit him. And he's like, no, yeah. everybody will be killed and the wrong people will die and you're on your own. Right. Uh, and, and then Negan gets pulled into the office and he's like, I found this map on the floor after your fight with my guards and somebody's somebody is a rat. Somebody is a traitor. I'm like, yeah, you, it's a POW camp. What do you expect, man? This is right. literally their only job other than digging is trying right. to figure out ways to escape. Right. uh shouldn't be anybody shouldn't be a surprise to anyone but then he 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 calls out trooper 197 right uh this familiar trooper now and says in front of negan by the way trooper 197 your request to be transferred has been denied and uh and and trooper 197 looks at looks at negan like oh sir not in front of the prisoner <laughs> and then it's right. like but sir my brother's very sick i don't know if he's going to survive and the warden completely this is a huge strategic error and i don't i mean they they want they're setting this up for the final scene of of this whatever but it's so short-sighted and like maybe that's just hey you know what not everybody's a perfect bad guy there are bad guys with huge flaws and apparently this guy's huge flaw is he's a bad guy to everyone not just his enemies but also to his own troops uh by denying his transfer and extending his tour of duty and we get to see one nine seven's clench impotently and Negan and, also.
0: And Negan it. notice it. So there you go. We, we but doing that
1: in it. front of the prisoner makes zero sense. No, like
0: No, absolutely not. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Um and you know, I do think that this particular um These scenes were very effective in just showing, you know, and they they, again, they're trying to get you to think that that Negan's going to betray Ezekiel and they specifically have them have a pretty hard scene together before this. Um, But in the end, it's really Negan that is, you know. I don't want to say martyring himself, but puts himself up as the ringleader and totally
1: martyr, martyring himself.
0: And, but even the word is like, it's too stupid to understand that that's really what's happening. And then decides to take out his pregnant wife too in front of all the prisoners. Like that's going to help. Um, and then it was, guy, a, he it was, just
1: out evils him, he over evils.
0: Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, Nobody is going to feel like there's any hope of anything here. So they're going to just take you out, my friend. And that's kind of what happens is that it's not just the group of people that we see that stand in front of Negan and Annie um, to to guard them. Um, it's other people in the camp, including Tyler. Um, and so that, you know, and, and it's pretty much half the camp. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it's like 20 or 30 people. Uh, it's a nice I am Spartacus kind of moment yeah. led by Ezekiel. I, yeah. I appreciated it uh, yeah. and it's like everybody on our cast and also like when you're when you're putting Negan down in, in this firing line and we know that he has Dead City coming up next year mm-hmm. it's a little hard to take this scene seriously but then they, they flipped it pretty quickly by bringing Annie out there so I kind of appreciated that.
0: I was yeah like, okay, and I is, actually I actually. And I actually thought she was going to die in this particular moment. And they didn't do that yet. Um, But I think obviously that must be coming. Right. So
1: now are we thinking childbirth or maybe? uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they uh, just have a divorce.
0: I don't think so, (laughs) Um, but we'll see what you got to have something that's going to spur me Negan on. But um, in any case, um, there's
1: maybe it'll be the uh, Negan, Maggie and parentheses and uh, and any show um right next year
0: right um what i thought
1: was a little bit goofy about this whole sequence is that daryl and connie are in one poop tunnel
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh maggie and carol are in a different one they kind of all come up in different places um i did like the scene between connie and daryl in the tunnel where he's killing zombies and he's kind of breathing hard and Mm -hmm. she signs to him like it's okay to be scared and he just kind of nods and like has a it's like a great moment i don't know how these two do it but that was a really nice moment between those two actors
0: they do do well together they definitely have some chemistry
1: and also acknowledging that daryl our superhero character has emotions because he's trying to get to the kids like he is like that's a good thing to do and it's good to take a beat to do to 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 have that interaction while they're having to show them traversing this tunnel network you know this is a massive sewer this is like the sewer for a the you know Burj uh, Khalifa or something. It's it's a huge tunnel that they can stand up right in.
0: Yeah, and they come up and they come up just in time to to help supplement the. <laughs> they easy do. Thing uh, but and, and... where
1: where Carol and Maggie come up uh, is like under one of the brownstones, and I I was just convinced that they were so screwed in this scene or, or in these couple of scenes where they come up and then they they get busted by a guard almost right away and have to like knock them out.
0: Yeah, and then they're just stuck of- in a
1: closet. And you're just like, oh, God, you guys are messed um, up.
0: And then they finally discover, like, they Hershel, they discover little Herschel being interrogated. Like, what is this dude doing? What is
1: even going on in that room? It's and a the little guy isn't interrogating him. He's just going, stop talking. Golly, you, you talk so I know. much. It's and he gets so shot weird. in the face. He gets shot in the face for yelling at Herschel. It, all he's really doing is the kind of thing that a bad babysitter might do is like, oh, you're complaining constantly. Could you please stop?
0: Right, and so part of me thought that they were screwed because I was like, could they be holding Herschel hostage because they know she's coming for him? Like, this seems like a very odd thing to be doing with a kid when all the other kids are somewhere else. Like, it just felt very odd. That
1: they- <laughs> Where is Judith in this scenario? She shows right. up in the next episode.
0: Right, but we don't know where she is now, and that was just weird that Herschel's all alone, tied to a chair in this room with this weird guy yelling at him.
1: But, but yeah, um, that was a very confusing and... Puzzling scene, and I don't like the way that that was put together. No,
0: no, uh, but anyway, eventually they're all you know together and making their plans. Um, which and
1: Rosita, Rosita yeah. runs in and is like, Is Co- Coco's not here? I've checked every other house. So I'm like, yeah. How did you possibly check every other house in Alexandria?
0: We haven't even found Judith yet. Where, how would you know? <laughs> like, um,
1: uh, yeah, and the, yeah, I mean, the, the, the end of this scene is uh yeah at the end of the scene Rosita feeds the warden's face to a to one of his dead guards which i thought was pretty intense and it was also just kind of in the back of my head because there's a little bit of a rebellion amongst the guards mm-hmm. one of them gets shot the rest of them seem to be like yeah we're we're not going to do this yeah uh, but they still have their weapons right and they just watch Rosita feed their boss to a zombie
0: well, he just, wasn't well liked so I'm not totally shocked about it just this, all feels a little crazy. It does feel a little crazy, but that's that's i guess where we're at in this particular that they they don't get they don't they're not having any uh cares in the world they i think that they also and probably much like uh the other guards, some of them have their reasons. I don't think he was a likable dude.
1: Yeah, and they all no. want to probably their reasons are probably they want to get home to their families. They want yeah. to. They don't want to be terrible people. And right. so then, when the next episode begins, and that's actually we we have to still go back and talk about the Eugene stuff. Mm-hmm. They're all uh, arrested, right? And the rebels have taken over. Uh, so it's. I'm just pointing out that there's like a weird transition here. There is that doesn't get shown or explained and suddenly trooper one nine seven whose motivation for going against the warden was to get home to his sick brother is probably in that lineup with zip ties on with the rest of those soldiers and unable to get to his brother still
0: yep i don't know Um, just seemed like kind
1: of a kind of a bad deal for one nine seven
0: right um and then we also have the you know, the trial has continued. It's definitely stacked. I think Eugene sees which way the wind is blowing. And he does do a pretty good um like and he tells Max that, you know, she just needs to let him get killed because he kind of sees that's how it's going and that this is where it led him. And he does like a pretty like, you know, rousing speech. At the end about doing right, about, you know, not st- sitting by and watching when th- things you know are wrong are happening. Definitely talking about his experience with the saviors and other definitely people.
1: Definitely talking directly to Mercer.
0: Yep. Um, like, and- only
1: one person can make a difference and you don't have to <laughs> right. give up your what's right to be safe. Right.
0: right. And but also talking to the crowd. Like, I think he's definitely trying to rouse up, you know, get a get some some support, even if. He is not saved. I think he is trying to to sort of help with that particular cause. Um and so, you know it wasn't shocking to me that when he gets sort of let off for his quote unquote execution, that Mercer instead lets him go. Um, though I have to say, his whole plan about Eugene being like, you know, now he's you know, totally on board with his cause and, and all that stuff is just such a like huge switch. Um it feels like it's very uh, full of holes a little bit, like where are you gonna put him and how are you gonna hide this from Pamela Milton given that this was such a public thing, but um so I have some questions about that. I don't know, did you it felt very like I mean, I know Mercer has a lot of power, but as you said it seems like he's only convinced one person. Well, there's there died. are
1: there are four guards in the call in the hallway with them, right? So there's four of them, maybe. Okay. Bye. We don't get to see any of their faces though. But yeah, like all he does is he has no plan. But mm-hmm. he's been holding off for this moment because or maybe it's just that he's holding off to save Eugene because that's Max's boyfriend, and this maybe. is the only thing he can do. But also, did you see the Angela Kang bit at the end where she said that this was ad-libbed, his line at the end?
0: Oh, no, I didn't. But that which, a. Shoddy. Which is pretty
1: funny, and uh, it's—I don't know if it's uh, podcast safe to say—but he, he just kind of says it's time to f things up, or let's go f things up, or something along yeah. those lines, with a little sneer, his little characteristic Michael James yeah. Shaw sneer on his face. It's—it's uh, it's a funny line, though, and I, I laughed out loud when when he oh yeah I liked it it, it was great um, but then like he has nothing to back that st- that statement up with. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. it's not like he's going to throw everybody a gun and they're going to run out into the streets and start or, their rebellion or like
0: he had organized people that he knew was on his side you know what I mean Like which is what I thought I was like oh maybe he's got a whole little like back channel to this whole group of people that are on his side and then no that's not what happened this dude um, has never
1: led a coup before like in the next episode he's Vickers is still like wandering around in his in his headquarters he's still like answering he's still having conversations and going through the motions of doing his job. Like he has not actually, right. Yeah. He's still trying to figure it out, which is kind of a bummer because he's had a lot of time in theory to put something together.
0: Yeah. So there's that. Um, We should also talk about our little uh, Aaron, Lydia, Elijah team uh, that they, they definitely go full on whisper to join in with the herd um, so we should point that out. Um, not full
1: whisperer. They don't make masks. They just they do don't make guts. masks,
0: but they do the guts and they do the whispering. Uh, so we get to see that. Um, and that's kind of like, uh, you know, and, and and we already see like they're hinting that there's one of the climbers in there. Cause he, cause he picked pick up, up a, a knife. knife.
1: Yeah. That's wild. They did not follow through with that in either of these two episodes, mm-hmm. but yeah, they, they get kind of corralled up by, uh, by some commonwealth, Soldiers too, and during this episode, like in jeeps.
0: Yeah, and I and was I think um, it's pretty. It's pretty clear that Pamela is doing what she tried to do before, which is yeah. like you—you're trying to control people and disperse the crowd by making them afraid of the Walker hordes. So you clear the streets and you ha- maintain power that way. And this is
1: within like a week of the last time that they did this too. So yep. So it, it it's, also it's, shows it's, a little bit of uh, lack of forethought or like good strategic thinking on her part that she only has one tool. Right.
0: Right. Um. So yeah. So and I think that's about where we are left here um with the sort of plans to go to the Commonwealth, which you know I, I think then we probably have to jump into it, right?
1: Yeah. So in family, we actually hear it's not until I think the beginning of family, which by the way, let's quickly talk about uh. Faith, which we just watched, was written by Nicole Mirante Marant- Matthews and Magali Lo- Lozano, and directed by Rose Troche. Or Troche, Family was written by Magali Lozano, Eric Mountain, and Kevin Diebold, and directed by Sharat Raju. So some some writing uh, continuity here, and a lot of the more familiar names of this latter part of the Walking Dead series writers room. Uh, And they kind of start, well, the start is that montage again, it's Judith's voice, they're all taking recognizable, mostly recognizable weapons out of a big uh, weapons box, and then showing a clip of like how that weapon was used, uh, including, you know, Rosita's super cool toothed sword, uh, massive double headed battle axe of Jerry's, uh, just a regular machete that Gabriel apparently used with some abandon. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and then finally the colt python and the uh, little baby katana was I don't know how you say that I think it's a waza sushi or something along those lines.
0: Well, there's also they show the staff. They show Lydia with the staff
1: and, and like, Lydia's staff and the, yeah. the you know the slingshots. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of weapons. Uh, and suddenly, Judith is just freaking there. Yep. She just like walks out You're and is talking nowhere. to people. Like, Yeah, you know, uh, this isn't what my brother would have wanted, it's not what my dad was looking for. Um, like, where have you been? You've been, <laughs> I mean, granted, you were taken, but you there was nothing to show like what she's been going through since no. they were separated, and maybe there's no needed, way to do I,
0: that. it. The kids just you know, Herschel in that room,
1: Herschel in that room, and Judith, and RJ's there, yeah, suddenly, and Coco is missing because maybe she was too young to be running around right. Alexandria. And I and don't know,
0: have, and then they have. You know, Tyler basically helpfully say, oh, sometimes with the little kids who are, who don't have parents, they put them in these homes in the wards or something like that, which it's like, OK, I guess you're there to share this information. That's
1: you- his last little bit of exposition that Tyler yeah. Davis gets to do. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's one more. But um, yeah. The, and so then they just make this plan that they're all going to go back to the Commonwealth uh, or not all of them, but enough of them. Uh, and by the way, we didn't mention in the last episode, one of the people who stood up in front of Negan was, in fact, Nabila, yep. her first uh, appearance.
0: No, no, no. She was she was in the little work train. She was behind uh, one of the little things. So she was in there.
1: So she was in the last episode. But that was yep. the first time she's shown up in, oh, in how many yeah. episodes of this show? That's true. That's true. Uh, she at least exists. She was mentioned a few episodes ago. Now she's back uh and she's still standing up for what's right and doing the right thing and she is left in the care or rj is left in her care as the this team of rebels scrappy rebels decides to head back into the commonwealth on the train to find the children
0: and and judith talks already into joining as long as you know she stays close to daryl so you know i don't know that this is the best idea but And as we see, maybe not, but, um, (laughs) yeah. And she also
1: bequeaths Rick's hat to RJ before she leaves, uh, which might also be some foreshadowing. Um, Well,
0: and then there's a a scene between her and Daryl, where he's like, I'm just going to, when, when we get out of this, I'm going to tell you all the stories about people that love you. I'm like, Oh, you're going to wait. That is a bad idea.
1: (laughs) Only after we get out of this.
0: Yes. bad idea, Daryl. Um, so, yeah, so we got that some Judith vibe in some some bad action here, I'd say. Um and then, you know, we've got them on the train. We've got some some interactions between Tyler and um Connie and Kelly basically saying he feels bad that he hurt people and that there were reasons and they're like, "Oh, you know, you can make up for it by what you do now." And there's I mean, there's a lot of focus on those kinds of things um both Negan's storyline and things that Gabriel had said before, which is that, you know, your actions now mean a lot. Your actions at the end mean a lot. And there's always redemption, I think, is the the idea. Um, and so, you know, and Negan being the biggest example of that, I would say, um, given how atrocious his, his misdeeds were. Uh, I would
1: also like to take just a moment here to talk about Daryl's facial scar. Yeah. There's a few scenes in this episode and the last one around this time of the episode where there's a close up of it and I got to say it's not great. It's uh <laughs> no. it's, it's it's this is a scar that showed up during the time jump of season 10. Uh it, actually in the post season episodes that we got like tacked on to the end of season 10. Mm. It was during the uh the Leah uh sh- discovery episode
0: Mm -hmm.
1: where suddenly he has a facial scar after a time jump and this thing has been on his face ever since and um it does not stand up well to close-ups it's just got very red and and wide and it kind of just looks it looks prosthetic to me
0: well and it's not consistent like it always looks a little different not in a good way so i'm not sure what's up with that scar but yeah. And
1: you never even, what's kind of crazy is that we never even know how he got it. Like, uh, and they've yeah. made it such a part of his face that to, if it was at least Beta had given it to him or, you know, that crazy lady with the, with the kid army, um, something memorable, but they're just like, you know what? Norman Reedus needs to have a scar on his face. Uh, and yeah. so we're going to, we're going to do this. And it's never going to get less big and red. It's just going to mm-hmm. stay like a, Bunch of like it's like a mustard line or something on his face half the time.
0: Maybe they didn't expect him to have like so many close ups, but it does look very prosthetic y.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess that's, that's it. It does look prosthetic y and uh, it doesn't really matter in the law, in the grand scheme of things, but I've been looking at it for enough episodes now that I finally wanted to at least give it a mention. Um, We've got another yet another angry mob in the streets in front of pamela milton's Mm -hmm. office uh she's ticked off and uh well mostly she's ticked off at mercer who's standing there next to vickers who is the evil version of him i guess yeah Uh, and i'm just like Mercer, you're not actually playing your hand very smoothly here maybe he's just not like a strategic thinker you know, because when yeah, he's just like, I yeah, know. I don't know, he must have gotten out with some help, and maybe it's all those people who've been getting disappeared. Governor. Yeah, like,
0: why would you say that? Like, <laughs> you're now, you're now t- t- tipping her off, and like, you know, it's just not, um, yeah, this it's,
1: is why he he didn't want to like join the the rebels because he's actually like really not that good under pressure. <laughs> he'll just start he'll just start showing her that he is working actively against her through some snide comments, and uh and then get arrested and after having accomplished very little. Like it's just dumb, right? It's like it's kind of and it's also a very...
0: playing his hand by taking away guards from like the very tunnel that he has told them to come through the re- re- the rebellion anyway. And yeah,
1: why not just put his own trusted guards there Right,
0: that would probably make a lot more sense um but yeah so there mercer's not playing this so well um princess and mercer also have a very like you know suspicious conversation with what's her face uh the, the pamela milton sort of personal crony um you know he's like can i have the room and it's like clear like i thought she was gonna hear overhear the whole thing or something like that which she didn't but it was enough to tip her off and again he could have played this a little bit better and I feel like he is smarter than that. So I'm not loving how they're writing this quite honestly. Um, but um, their whole plan for them to sneak in is quickly uncovered or at least discovered with Pamela Milton sort of setting up to, to take them out. She's just um, a
1: damn micromanager. That's how they figure it out.
0: Right. right. Um, <laughs> and you know, there's I thought like this a- was
1: actually decent writing too, because she says to Vickers on the radio, like, ah, no, it's fine. I'm sure he has a good reason for why he did that. Yeah. Uh, but clearly, like, then one or two scenes later, Vickers is there with the Gestapo to arrest him. And so, like, they've had another conversation, but they don't show it to us. I just, I, sometimes I do appreciate that uh, sort of, like, trickery that they do with the script.
0: Right. Um. So anyway, we have, you know, And as, as our little rebellion is sort of working their way to the Commonwealth, um, we have another Negan and Ezekiel scene where they semi make peace with each other. But it is a very good speech with Negan acknowledging all that he has done and that he knows he can't be forgiven. Yeah,
1: I like this uh, I dialogue it. between them. Like Zeke yep. does a, a redux of and yet I smile. Which I mm-hmm. thought was good, even though he wasn't smiling for most of it. Which is actually appropriate because yep. that speech pre preceded a whole bunch of bad things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, and then Negan fires back with the "You guys are just better than me, man." Like he's oh, that's there's some tingly stuff over there, and that yeah, was in the train car. Good. That was good. That was good.
0: And you have and you have Maggie overhearing this. Um, yeah, and good. she has.
1: She looks thoughtful. What mm-hmm. is that? What is she thinking? I don't know. But she had also just kind of yelled at not yelled at Negan, but. He was like, hey, we need to go and kill Milton. And she's like, there is no we. Right. I'm like, there is. You're gonna be on a TV show together. You have to yep. you're gonna have to get past you have this. To get
0: it together. You have to get it together, you two. Um and you know, they so we have but they're all like the game is is on the move. Um, we also have our other group with the herd, Aaron, Lydia, and Jerry, um and uh Luke and Jules and you know, they they realize that the herd is a lot bigger. They can't really get out until they see this RV, which I also thought was a little weird of a a choice just because it's kind of like, without drawing the attention of the walkers or like, you know, they kind of are Lydia knows better than anybody that they kind of like focus in on things that don't move with them. And so to to try to get into this thing, I thought was kind of odd.
1: Why couldn't Um, they just kind of gradually work their way toward the edge and then peel off? It
0: felt weird that they would trap themselves into an RV. And then this whole scene made me really annoyed. I don't know how you felt about it, but it made me very, very annoyed.
1: It was funny Um, how Jules kind of like, I just thought it was funny. It was like in slow motion, how people kind of got like carried off by the, by the herd. By the
0: herd. And it was like, you guys have done this before. This well, is not we like. You might not
1: have done this exact sort of maneuver before.
0: I know, but uh, I don't know. It just felt like very strange. Um, very strange that this particular group, especially Lydia would be, you know, this would happen. But, you know, the, the upshot of all of this is that, Jules and Lucas and Elijah are separated from Aaron and Lydia and Jerry. And in the process, Lydia's arm gets bitten. And of course, with Aaron, who has had this happen before, they got to take it off. And that's, that's that was pretty rough for Lydia.
1: I thought this was another great scene, yeah. mostly because of Ross Marquand yeah. and his, that you are so loved, Lydia, had me just about wanting to cry. I was just I like, know. oh, dude, I Aaron, know. how are you gonna do that? And like, honestly, if you're gonna be trapped in a camper, with your, your freshly bit forearm with two guys, it couldn't be better than Jerry and Aaron, right? Oh, I know. Like, those are and the guys also, you want to be trapped with where they have to cut off your arm and be nice to you.
0: Well, and also the fact that, you know, um, Aaron had been through this. He really had been. And so the, that moment between them, this was like, this is a pretty rough scene to watch. Um, and it was good between them. And then you know, Jerry does his Jerry thing and, and is going to be the hero and go in and, and find Elijah. That was
1: like, crazy. Why oh, would he do that? I know. They better like, not kill Jerry. If <laughs> if I they will kill Jerry,
0: riot. I'm like, this is not somebody I, I I'm like, I can, I can take a lot of losses, but if they take Jerry, I, I will be just devastated. He has
1: to set up kingdom 2.0.
0: He does. He does. Um, yeah.
1: That will, that will be f- very difficult to manage. Um, You know, like, Angela Kang talks about Lydia being or uh, Cassidy McClincy who, who plays her, just being able to tap into Lydia's uh, pain spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, she, she explains away her kind of uh, counterintuitive holding on to uh, Elijah and basically making noises that attract the zombie to her to, to bite her in the first place and kind of tipping yeah. everything into a worse place. And she just explains it all the way through, like, the trauma that she's gone through. I, it, when you put it, you know, well, Angela Kang's very good at, uh, at putting she's things, framing at these to... things.
0: Yeah, 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 but still. It, it, it is
1: still a frustrating, like, ultimate, ultimate scenario that they end in. But it, you can explain this away by saying Lydia is, like, the most, one of the most traumatized people on this cast. Which is true. Uh, and And when something like this happens where she's getting stripped away from someone she loves and she has had such a bad run of luck. Mm-hmm. Um I get it. It's it's not great, but it makes sense. Uh and so now she we'll see, will she survive? Uh she's she's a uh she's down a hand.
0: She is down a hand. And her but... boyfriend
1: is in the wind and Jerry's out looking for him.
0: Yeah. Um but I did like Jerry's little hero moment you know, both in he's the one taking care of business. And then he puts on his little gut hood and like sneaks out. And that was that was pretty well done. So.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, if I was him, I might have freshened up my guts because they did have a walker in there with them that they yeah. killed. But, uh, you know, they don't have to show everything. So he he yeah. goes back up. Hopefully we don't have a scene where Luke and Jules and Elijah and Jerry now all get mowed down by machine guns. Or Actually, yeah. no, they we, they uh, Luke and Jules show up in this episode in this episode in the city at the very end, right? They like run out of the crowd of zombies to to meet up with their old buddies.
0: They do. Um, But
1: uh, no Elijah, no Jerry.
0: Nope. Um, And then um, the other, the other part of this is that we've got, um, you know, our our group is coming into the station and again, they're not taking an enormous amount of care, but fine, fine. Pamela has it all figured out. She's got her own little like group of, of, um, security guys um and they come into the station and daryl's like oh something's wrong but again they're like in full view and they're they don't have the high ground and i just don't again this is one of those things where i think this is why this scene and the the rv stuff bothered me so much is that this these are very seasoned um warriors basically yeah um and but daryl is especially seasoned in this kind of thing and has this experience and so i i found this hard to believe that they would come in and out into the open so easily um without you know i just think they would be a little bit more cautious especially because he has Judith with him um but you know instead they get mowed down by by or a lot of them tyler especially gets killed yeah in the um, first
1: first burst
0: Yep. Um. And then Judith is shot and um, by
1: Pamela Milton. Yep. And then suddenly, it's a little far fetched. She's going to pick up a gun and start shooting at people. I mean, she, we've seen her hunt, but and then they do this whole like, oh, everything stops so that Pamela Milton can look uh, appalled by what she has done. I don't think she would give a damn.
0: I don't think she would either. But, you know. There, there, you, there, they have it. And also, I as guess... soon as
1: Judith is shot, like the Alexandrians, all have like a scene of them shooting back, and they all are now suddenly hitting. Yeah. It was like, oh, now that one of ours has been hit, now we will shoot much more accurately, and we will take, we will be better at fighting them off. It, it right. almost looked like they were about to win, but they're yeah. still talking about running away, and so I was kind of frustrated that I felt like they could have just finished the job, right? But they have to. They have to minister to Judith, who has been shot in the shoulder, maybe just below the shoulder. Either way, it doesn't look good. Could be the lung. Nope.
0: It could be. It's hard to tell. They they aren't showing too much, Um, but then they, you know, get themselves some smoke bomb from the, the fire extinguisher and they have Daryl shoot it and they get out. And uh, while they are doing that, the horde is coming through because there's some climbers and just a just a bunch of little mishaps, the climbers managed to open the whole doors to the Commonwealth. And so Well, yeah, um, before
1: that they managed to they did there was a climber who did a hop on to one of yeah. the Commonwealth Jeeps. Yep. This was Mercer's whole like strategy for I don't know what, leading the, the herd away, maybe. Yeah. But they get this hop on, which is you know very arrested development, um, which manages to Uh, overturn quite literally the entire strategy like there were multiple vehicles out there but one zombie hopping onto one of them apparently like managed to make them all crash yep Um, and and then Mercer's like okay that's it (laughs) everybody fall back it's just a little ludicrous but uh, you know they are dealing with a new threat which is climbing zombies and then when they start climbing up the gate towers later I thought that that was I mean it's it's cool it's just there's a lot of them too. Right. There, there were like four or five climbing yeah, zombies. And now the there's scene.
0: suddenly more of them. And also Mercer, because he was arrested, gets taken out. So he can't even help with the defense. And, you know, Pamela Milton does, you know, and I think we'll we'll see this again. Bite her in the ass. Ha ha, ha. But she says to her now right hand person, that woman that was basically betrayed uh, Mercer. Um, oh, well, we have to protect the estates. We're going to leave all the people in the wards to die. And the, and the woman is like, uh, everybody will be vulnerable. And she's like, yeah, we, we don't do that. We're not here to save them. And I mean, I think we can see where that's going to go. Um, and I if think she's we're... doing
1: the same thing. The warden did yep. like she's out. She's over eviling. Yep.
0: It's definitely a callback to that. And so I think we will see a big switch. And I, and I, my bet is that this woman releases Mercer or gets him out of there. So, um, And then uh, we've just Hmm. got um, and then I think the last piece of this is that we see our group of rebels in the Commonwealth getting they are being sort of cordoned off to be bait for the walkers.
1: I thought these scenes didn't work for me. They
0: they didn't work because there's too many walkers. There's too big of a horde. This wouldn't contain them. Why don't
1: why are the CW guys completely ignoring an armed group of people running around in their city too? Right. I mean, there's no, there's no gunfire. Like maybe that just makes sense, but and then they also just get like hemmed in. And st- if you're really blocking off the estates, uh, why are they all downtown? I don't know. Like it's just it, it feels a little too convenient, and it also feels a little bit like too much TV set, where they're just running down these alleys. Uh, and then by the end, only Daryl and, and Judith managed to make it down this one alley that they're all trying to get to. Uh, really kind of questioning what's going to happen to these other people because they were surrounded. They also all get to see a zombie climb up over a, a an obstacle. And we have right. a nice reaction shot from Negan. Who's like, what did, what the heck?
0: Yep. Yep. Which was um, fun
1: because now married. they've all seen it.
0: Right. Um, and we've got, you know, and there was also a moment between Daryl and Judith with, you know, the daddy thing where she's kind of coming in and out of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and to be fair, he does look a little like like Rick. Uh well, he's very dirty and beardy, and you know he's got all that moment. hair
1: though. I know, but yeah. But,
0: yeah. Um, and so that you know pulls at the heartstrings. So, um, so that is is pretty much it. It feels pretty dark. So I guess we're gonna have to see some measure of heroic. See some turning of this, um, which I think we will. I think we're gonna see you know. The Pamela's what is the woman's name? I don't I feel Vickers? terrible. Is it it's Vickers, right?
1: Yeah, Vickers um, is the new the new the Mercer. New,
0: the new Mercer. Um so we see Vickers I think we're gonna see Vickers turn this and join the rebellion and probably a good number of the Commonwealth soldiers when they realize what's happening, because that's the sort of that, that is the sort of crazy misstep here is that, you know, all of their families are in the wards and things like that. So Right this is not like uh and and if you're expecting this group to protect you you're not they're not going to do that uh and and let their people die so um so anyway we shall see more of this um you know i i i am looking forward to watching it uh and talking about it with you but uh any other predictions i mean i think we have to see somebody from this cast you know go um yeah that's, sure. that's a good
1: question like who who is it going to be uh
0: it feels like maybe gabriel and rosita because of the focus they have on coco um on them and coco so maybe mm. that happens um also feels like maybe judith but maybe that's just a, like a uh a, you know psych kind of thing, but it does feel like that's how at least they're they're prepping that up to be. I mean, if I'm, she's
1: the analog for Carl, he's the only one who lives at the end of the comics, right? right? Well, maybe. maybe. Maybe.
0: Um and then we've also got, you know, the Negan Annie thing. So I feel like Annie has to die for Negan to be free to go with uh with Maggie. I just don't see him leaving her for any reason to do anything. So I think she she and the baby probably have to die, or maybe you're right, she dies in childbirth. Yeah, uh, so I we'll reckon see.
1: Ezekiel will end up running the Commonwealth, so he's probably going to live. Yeah, uh, uh, because of all of his adverse situations that he's overcome. Yeah, uh, Princess and Mercer question marks. They could both yep. go, or or they could be like a fairy tale uh, love story success. And we'll Max see.
0: and Eugene. I don't know. Tough to say, but Eugene's also been giving a lot of these speeches, and yet still surviving. So maybe it's his time.
1: Now he, he put on like a little short black cloak, and yep. he also beat up a soldier uh, and maybe murdered him for no good reason in this episode to, in order to to get out of being like
0: Caught. hidden. Yeah. So that's, again, like, I'm like, why hide him in an apartment? Put him underground or something. Like, it just felt weird that that's where they hid him. But
1: yeah, I also kind couldn't. of thought from earlier in this season that the homes and the apartments in the Commonwealth were reinforced, like right. princess's front door in her apartment building was like metal, right. re- like a heavy duty door. So if the members of if the people of the Commonwealth just went into their homes uh, they should be safe from the zombies, but I guess that's not how they all are. Certainly the door that he was hiding behind was just a normal door. Mm. Uh, so maybe maybe the it would just not work. But I feel like if they had gotten everybody from the Commonwealth to go inside, even the ones in the wards where the zombies are all going to be, should be okay for a few days.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: Uh, well, we'll see. It's probably not going to go that way.
0: Yeah, and I think we have to see a little bit more, like some kind of standoff with Pamela, obviously. Um, and then there was, you know, the there there's going to be some kind of a. I feel like Tommy is probably going to be working on Judas. That is my guess. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And oh, and we also we did have a bit of a reunion between uh, Magna and um, and uh and Luke. And well, and Yumiko.
1: Oh, and so. Yumiko. Yeah
0: um and so that you know they didn't do much with it but it it is the games all back together at least for the moment so yeah um so we'll see um but definitely looking forward to talking about this with you more i'm curious to hear what other people think um i know i know some are probably well ahead of us but but we're taking it we're taking it easy on this this wrap up
1: yeah Um, but we'll be wrapping it up completely the next time we talk about it so that'll I'm, i'm looking forward to it um as much as I'm like avoiding watching the last episode of Andor, because I don't want it to be over uh, this one, I think we need to put to bed. There's been, it's been harder and harder to, to avoid spoilers. I know. We got to
0: do it. We got to do it. So next time we will be wrapping this up, sadly, sadly saying goodbye to our OG cast and series. So yeah.
1: So uh, if you want to get with us, we are on Twitter at reanimated PCAST. You can email us at reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com. All of our podcast episodes are available online at reanimated.podbean.com. And uh, you can also send us messenger pigeon to <laughs> California or New York. They'll, they'll always get here, right? Isn't that oh, how that works?
0: That's how it works. And until next time, ciao.
1: All Bye-bye.